0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best selling book, Ready for Pre Retirement Three Secrets for Sphinx Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have faith money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years, and I'm proud to say I've never lost a dollar of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know about but really have been around for centuries. Because there's so much information out there and there's so much you really need to learn, I reach out to other amazing experts. And today, I have invited Lorraine and Susan back. We were talking on our last segment about Obamacare, and I want to welcome Lorraine and Susan back so we can continue our conversation about the Affordable Care Act. So, well, Lorraine. thank
1: you so much,
0: <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you could just give us a little short, little introduction about who you are and what you do, and then we can go ahead and just jump right in. Okay, excellent. Well,
1: I have been uh, security, this is Lorraine Conaway from Conaway and Conaway, and uh, I have been securities license and an insurance license since 1990, so this year will be 24 years. And over the years, like everything else, things evolved. And so as time has passed, we have really become very good at helping people keep more of what they make through strategies. So we have renamed ourselves Wealth strategists because we really focus on what are the things that you can do to keep more of what you make. And that's what it's about. I mean, today you hear about people talking about cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Do I have enough cash flow today? And will I have enough cash flow? when I retire. So we've also raised over $25 million for charity. We are certified as a planned giving officer and got certified in 2011. And that has been a wonderful part of our strategy and our business structure is helping people to redirect what otherwise would go to be IRED to charity. And then we are certified retirement counselors, CRC's. And Susan is an amazing person who has extensive background in the corporate world, and she will tell you quickly about herself. Thank you, Lorraine. Yes, I spent many years, over 20 years, in the corporate world, working predominantly with large corporations. And as I saw the world evolving, and as we've all discussed here, there became such a need for people to prepare for the future, and because of some of the uncertainties there and because of some of the lack of planning that a lot of people do, they don't know, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the timeline in place, and they may not even have clarified what their dreams are and where they need to be. So I've used a lot of my skills, which are very heavily oriented toward strategy in putting together very long, cohesive plans, for our clients, and also working with them to put together their allocations, which is really important because you know, having the right allocation mix is how you're going to know where you're going to be in today's environment.
0: Great. Boy, well, I'm so glad you both are, on, are here today because you have so much to share with everybody and such expertise. And, you know, I really like the giving and in the charity and helping people. But right now, we really got to focus about there's so many opportunities to keep more of what you make. And you, you're going to continue to need ways to figure out your financial situation, to, you know, to plan for your desired outcome. So the combination of knowledge, good financial strategies and planning will provide the opportunity to save and provide for your future. So why don't we talk about some of the current facts and then review the ways that we can possibly use to plan in 2014. So what do you think that some of the tax strategies and the challenges that are this year are going to affect individuals and families?
1: Well, we have and the big one is the Affordable Care Act, the Obama Affordable Care Act. That one is if you're adjusted gross income with husband and wife, over $250,000, then there will be a Medicare tax of 3.8 on all of the unearned income. The It's it's actually called the unearned income Medicare contribution tax. So in simple terminology, it mm-hmm. is the investment, all of the income that you make on your investments will be paying an additional 3.8. Well, that's a... Ch- and shut it down. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So if you're over your adjusted gross income is over 250000 and you're, you're investable, you know, you have some, let's say you have some investment properties or you have commercial properties and you have some stocks and bonds. Let's say your investment portfolio produces $50,000. That's an additional 3.8. Have tax
0: that has to be paid. What do you think about that? It's crazy. So you're going to almost pay, you're going to, you're going to pay almost 4%. And yeah. so if you make 5%, you're really going to make 1%? <laughs> <Are there people laughs> that? that's another way of looking at
1: it. Yes. <laughs> or the poor people that don't even make 4%. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. That- that's insane.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And also there will be an additional 0.9% Medicare tax imposed on wages and self-employment income over 200000 for single and 250 on, on straight couples. Now, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a, a, a tax person. However, we as, a, as a strategist, we keep close tab on what are these taxes. Because you asked Chris, you said, what are some of the challenges? So the challenges right. are, you know, you really have to watch your adjusted gross income and keep that down. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to keep down your adjusted gross income. I don't care if you're making $500,000. There may be ways to reduce your $500,000 income, reduce it to adjusted gross income below the 250 if you're married. So we'll talk a little bit about that and a little bit later so we really want to know what are the challenges that's a challenge the other challenge is is that the tax rate is 39.6 and if you're in the state of california you know state taxes are 12 percent. that's over 50 percent (laughs) chris no that's crazy oh no yeah so we coordinate our effort with the tax advisors so whoever The person who we're working with, we work with their tax advisor on here's what we're proposing on some of the ways to reduce their adjusted gross income. But before we go into that, you know, we look at the challenges. The challenges are the taxes, the challenges, the the increase in in taxes. The other challenges is the deduction. The deductions are less. So you get less deductions, higher taxes. You have the Obama, Obama Affordable Care Act. And the other challenge is, is that on healthcare premium, mm. they're no longer going to be based on your health. So a person mm. like me, who's healthy, is going to pay health premiums based on
0: my adjusted gross income. Oh my! Is no. that ch- terrible? <laughs> That's really terrible. I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't really know these details. Honestly, this is fascinating. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'll talk to you guys. This is nice. Yeah. You mean, this, this, I mean, in California, you're going to, you're going to only make 50% of your investment,
1: Yeah. Oh. So, so it all okay. boils down to your, what's called as MAGI, Modified Adjusted Gross Income. So that's a key factor that you want to look at. And so one of the things that you can do to reduce that, we'll talk a little bit about that. And the other challenges, what's interesting here is that Obama is, has a bill out and he wants to cap retirement accounts at $3 million. Oh, my gosh. Caps yeah, the tar- <laughs> imagine all these employers who, who have made big money who are providing 401k for their employees? They're going to yeah. say, well, I can't put any more money in my 401k. Why do I want a 401k for my employees? I really? can't put any more money, and the whole purpose of this was to equalize. Yeah, you know the wealth and give from the rich to the poor. Now it's really taking away from the middle middle class people. Right, oh, right. It's it's yeah. it's boomerang. I mean, it's snapping back. It's like it's not helping. It's oh. discouraging.
0: Yeah, business owner. Yeah, well,
1: We're going to way to cheat. I bet. <laughs> no, <I'm> not at <laughs> Well, actually, there's a, a lot in the uh, code that where we don't need to cheat. There's a lot of opportunity that a lot of people don't really know, and they don't take advantage. In fact, I don't know if you've seen on TV, but H&R Block has an advertisement out, America, get your billion dollars back.
0: Huh, no.
1: And the reason why I didn't have that commercial is I told my husband, I go, I love that commercial because. It's letting people know that they're overpaying taxes, of
0: the American people by over a billion dollars. Right. Right. And if, if, if people know what you know and it's the way the law works, they can honestly get through all of this and, and not have to pay that much.
1: Yeah.
0: Great. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, great. So,
1: okay. There's some other things that we want to be aware about, Judith. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are some changes to the standard deduction. And actually there are some other changes to some of the other tax laws that are happening, but just starting out with the standard deduction that rose lightly, not enough to really take a bite out of the area that was, uh Lorraine was talking about, but the standard deduction rose lightly to 6,200 for single and married person filing separately to 12,200 when standard deduction for head of household rose to 9,189.50. So, you know, you're, your tax uh, person, your CPA is certainly going to be able to work with you on the deductions and also the personal exemptions, which rose ever so lightly. However, exemption saves us out now beginning with income of 254200 So when Lorraine was talking about, you know, trying to lower that modified adjusted growth income, you know, that makes a lot of change here because you now have exemptions that start definitely phasing out. And, you know, I always hear people say, how do you, you know, not pay tax on qualified dividends? Well, investors who are in the 10 to 15% tax bracket, they're not going to pay anything on the qualified dividends and long-term capital gains. But those in the higher tax brackets at 25, 28, 33, and 35% tax brackets, they'll pay 15% rate on the qualified dividends. And those who are in the higher tax brackets that Lorraine mentioned earlier, that 39.6%, they'll end up paying 20% tax rate on qualified dividends. So, you know, we're definitely looking at the higher income brackets having to cough up more for their taxes. Some other things happen. There are a few positives, such as the income limit for IRA contributions. They bumped up a bit. And individuals who have incomes with less than 70,000 who also have a company retirement plan will be able to make at least a partial deductible contribution to a traditional IRA. All of this, you know, has to be looked at in total with, you know, the family, the spouse and taking a look at your own 401k. So I'm just trying to think of what else the Roth IRA income limits have also increased. And individuals who are filing singly and making less than 129000 will be able to make at least a partial Roth IRA contribution in 2014. So those are a couple of the kind of the meat of where we are with just the regular standard tax laws that are out there. Okay. Well, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, all the, you can't make more than this income and you yeah. can't do this and you can't do that, and blah, blah, blah. One of the things is, is that I tell people is that if you don't qualify for a Roth, make a non deductible IRA contribution and convert it to the Roth the next
0: day. <laughs> oh, how cool was that? <laughs> wow. That's the word. Very good.
1: He just, yeah, you know what, it's like there's that loophole legally, yeah. that nice. loophole that, okay, I can't, I'll fall apart I'm going to
0: get a Roth anyway. Right, right. That's cool. Really clever. <laughs> and a good tip.
1: Well, if yeah. you know what you're
0: doing, see, I mean, everything is, is totally, now, you know, now. the law, you can do everything legally perfect, so that's great. So... So what areas, like maybe let's go back to the health care issue and maybe okay. share some more updates on that.
1: Well, this year, if you know, the exchange is open until March 31st. So people would go in individual to get their health insurance. Right. And the individuals are going to have to have health insurance this year, pay a penalty. Businesses over 50 employees will have to offer health insurance to their
0: employees who are working over 30-plus hours.
1: So, you know, if you are if you have a small company, you're under 25 employees, you'll be able to go to the shop, which is the Small Business Health Options Program. If you're just a plain individual, you'll be able to go to the, in the state of California, for instance, the California Insurance Exchange. And if you're lucky enough to get through on the phone, Or if you're lucky enough to figure out how to work the site, then you'll be Be able able to get get insurance (laughs) and you should do it fast because it might take you over 30 days, (laughs) you know, to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you were saying if you're, yeah, it's if if you can get on the site and and if you can figure it out. And one of the things you can do too is talk to your insurance, your health insurance representative. (laughs) One of the things is, is that here's a tip, you know, Susan talked about if you don't get insurance, you'll pay a penalty. Well, it may be cheaper and it is currently a lot less expensive to pay the penalty than it is to get insurance if you're not concerned about having insurance. Of course, if you want to have insurance, you want to have coverage and which is the most cost effective way. As a small business owner, and I mean less than 25 employees or less than 50, there's a thing, Chris, and I don't know. Tell me if you ever heard of this IRA,
0: insurance reimbursement account. Have you heard of that? No. You not the that insurance That's, reimbursement? Not an IRA? Not an individual retirement account? No. No, no it, I have it, not it, heard of it. Acronym. Instagram. IRA, insurance
1: reimbursement account. You know, I Almost went and bought the book on the Obama Affordable Care Act, and I was shocked to read. Now again, this is legal. Uh So a small business owner can say, you know what? I'll have all my employees go Mm -hmm. to the marketplace because it's cheaper for them. And then what I'll do is I will set up a insurance reimbursement account. So if the insurance reimbursement account was, say, for the lower level employees is $200 a month, it is tax deductible Mm -hmm. for the employer and it is tax free. For the employee, and if the employer sets for the executive and owners, I want to set up a $500 a month insurance reimbursement account. Then the owners and the executives get $500 a month tax-free.
0: Wow. Isn't that cool? Incredible, yeah. Boy, there's some, there are some hidden things in there. Yeah.
1: So, you know, what's so interesting is, is that, again, it's understanding, okay, here's the rule, mm-hmm. and then how do I maximize those to benefit my situation? And right now, you know, if you've got employees who are less than $90,000 a year income, has been wide, then they are going to be eligible for a subsidy from the government. So you may want to help them and have them. It's going to probably less ex- be less expensive if they go to the marketplace, get a subsidy from the government, and then you do the
0: insurance reimbursement account. Wow. I never heard of that. I mean, no, how are regular people going to find out about all this? It's just really, you know, you got to take time and drill down and find it. And that's incredible. Really? Yeah. You know what? It does take time to find
1: out about things like this. That's why I'm saying that regular people, you know, listeners, they need to go to their advisors and they need to have good, strong advisors and ask their advisors, tell me what you know about the Affordable Care Act. Tell me tell me if there's some strategies or ways I can maximize my, my situation. And you know, talk to the health insurance expert and talk to the advisors.
0: That's great. You well, that's a good segue right into why don't you share with everybody how they can get in contact with you? Because I've met a lot of planners and they no, not everybody have the same knowledge. And they all come from different points of view. So let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and find out okay. where you are.
1: Okay, well, our website is www.conaway, C-O-N-A-W-I-N, that's spelled out A-N-B, conaway.com. And we also have our own radio show that's an NBC affiliate, and we have a website called markmoneytalkradio.com, markmoneytalkradio.com. And we have the radio show like you, Chris, to provide information and education, so people can hear, oh, okay, is this somebody I would feel comfortable working with, and is it somebody who's knowledgeable and who has the information that I need, just like you're providing. And I want to thank you also for having Susan and I on your radio sh- show today, and I've read your book, and I think it's great. I, I love what you're doing that you're doing a huge outreach to the public and making awareness and uh, providing a lot of information and your guests as well. So thank you. Well,
0: thank you. And and you both are such great guests, and I really enjoy having you on the show. And you have so much amazing information. Again, those of you that just tuned in, you're listening to Ready, Set, Retire. And I'm Chris Miller. I'm the host of the show you can reach out to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at readyforpretirement.com. That's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-A-N-T dot com. retirement Plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. So, let's go back in to talk a little bit about the itemized deductions for medical expenses. Did you guys want to talk about that at all?
1: Well, with the limited time that we have, I thought we could talk a, l- a little bit about what are the things that you could do to keep more of what you make. Yeah, let's do that and to <laughs> offset oh, and, yeah. and to offset the taxes. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that that we look at is, is an opportunity is having expenses that are pre-tax. So many people who are employees, they get their paycheck, they pay their taxes, and then they live on their net check. Sounds familiar? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so one of the things we talk about is, is how do you get some of your expenses pre-tax? So you expense and then pay taxes on what's left over, even if you have a W-2. So in today's world, a lot of people have side businesses, whether they're selling Mary Kay, whether they're investing in real estate, whether they are, you know, providing a product or a service. And a lot of times these people don't really look at it as, quote unquote, a bona fide business. Would you agree, Chris? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about is, is that, like for example, I was talking to a woman who is on the East Coast, and she is an employee on executive level, but she has an income property. And I was looking at her her deduction, and she was deducting two hundred dollars for her business deduction. And I said to her, I said, I saw you at a seminar. And did you pay for airfare and hotel and food and car rental and she said yes. Yeah. I said, "Well, where is your deduction?" Oh, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens is people are so used to W two income that they it's a mind shift. It's a mind shift, right? To think, oh, I could deduct that. How? How? Right. But when you have a side business and your education she went to an educational event mm-hmm. and so it is deductible so looking at ways of whatever you're doing on the side having it as a notified business having your deductions your cell phone your computer your iPad your your travel things like that 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 could be 5000 you know 6000 10000 a year that would reduce your AGI You're adjusted gross income because if you make 100000 a year and you deduct 10, now you're making 90. Make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Another thing that we look at is, you know, we come across a lot of people who have a rental property. And one of the areas that we've focused on is last year there was bonus depreciation. So we accelerated the depreciation of the real estate, which allowed us to convert IRAs to Roth, which is tax-free income. And it's huge. Having when, Tax-free income is so huge versus having to pay taxes on all year kind of income. So with one gentleman, we were able to convert $330,000 from IRA to Roth Using depreciation to offset the tax. Did that make sense? Wow.
0: I don't really get it, but I, it, I mean, I want, it's like, I want to come to, back to you. <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating. I had, have no idea about that. Yeah.
1: So let's say I if a person it. has a hundred thousand dollar IRA and they convert it to a Roth and they're in a 20% tax bracket, they're going to owe $20,000 in taxes. Right. 20% of 100000 is 20000 Right. If they have $100,000 of depreciation of you know, their real estate, mm. then the depreciation $100,000 is the tax savings is $20,000. So on a tax return, you, they recognize the $20,000 of tax. And then on the depreciation of $100,000 of depreciations, they get that deduction. Which is twenty thousand dollars of tax saving. So a plus and a minus equals
0: zero. Zero tax. That's amazing. That's really cool, boy. You guys know some good things here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
1: anyway, we won't get too you know into the details. Uh the, the whole point is is that is that utilizing other assets to do Roth conversion. There's other ways to convert too wrong. There are ways to reduce the modified adjusted gross income. And of course, one of your ways that you use, which I love, is just, you know, funding a retirement account. Right. Right. You just fund, you talked about earlier, um, offline, you talked about somebody who was putting in 55,000 and some change into retirement account was going to get 80,000. 80 plus thousand a year income. I mean, that's huge. Right, tax-free. Yeah. Ta- exactly. Yeah, tax-free because of the Roth. So what happens is is that a lot of people who, whether they're self-employed or they have a side business, and if they're not offered a retirement a- a plan at work, they could set up a solo 401k with the Roth component, and instead of putting five thousand a year into their Roth or IRA, they could put in seventeen five or twenty three thousand, depending on their age, a year into their retirement account. That's <laughs>
0: great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So wow. And of course, if they put it into the traditional four hundred one k, and they're putting twenty three thousand, then their income would reduce by twenty three thousand paying less taxes. And so there may be a time to create a deduction or there may be a opportunity to go 50-50, maybe putting money part, Roth part, traditional, depending on what their modified adjusted gross income is, because you want to get it as low as you can for all of these challenges
0: we talked about earlier in your show. Okay. Well, so people with rental property could take advantage of this too, correct? I mean, you're, you're saying that would be able, they'd be able to offset that property, say for depreciated. Yeah.
1: There's a thing, you know, people can regular depreciation is 27 and a half years. However, you know, during the time where they're making income, maybe a great strategy may be to do a cost segregation where you're accelerating the depreciation. So let's say if a person was getting $5,000 a year on, on depreciation over 27 and a half years, maybe if we compress it instead of 27 and a half, it was 10 years. So it compresses it instead of stretching it out 27 and a half, it's maybe over 10 years. So instead of maybe 5,000, maybe it's 12,000 or 14,000 of depreciation. During the years where they're making higher income. Okay. Yeah. People are not typically using those strategies to offset their earned income. It's just traditional. You know, this is what, what the traditional plan is. And this is what I'm going to go with and overpaying in their taxes because once they retire, then you know, it's not a big adjusted gross income, typically a lower adjusted gross income. Or if they're working with good planners, they're going to still maintain that high, high income, but it can be offset by many
0: other strategies. That's exciting. Well, there is hope. There is hope if you know the strategy. And that's why we're definitely going to have, Have you contribute a chapter to my new book because this information is so critical to people and you just don't, you know, hear it. You don't find it. People aren't talking about it. So it's so important. So, So, okay. So what's next here? Okay. One of the
1: things that, you know, we talk about, you know, at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, organization overall. And I think everybody should take a look at how they're organized with their own personal files, with their kind of files, making sure that they have imp- important documents at all times in a safe place that they could actually take with them in the event of, uh, you know, fire, earthquake, flood, you know, anything like that. You know, one night I was at my house and I heard fire engines. Um, I live kind of near a canyon and and the trees were starting to burn down semi crows They were chopping down the trees. And there were neighbors of mine taking their important papers and boxes, you know, in their car because they wanted to make sure that should they have to flee, you know, they mm-hmm. would have all that. So, you know, it's kind of talking from a different mindset, too. You know, you're talking about right. all the, you know, wonderful planning that you have to do. But you also have to look at it's really a very, I don't know what you would call it, but just a very basic way. Of organizing yourself and keeping your file. There's dead storage and then there's also, and that's really anything over three years. If you think you're going to be audited, you really need to keep, you know, everything for a long time. But there is a website called USA.gov that will tell you how long you have to keep certain documents. And I think that everybody at the start of the year, you know, really needs to look at their files system. Do I need to keep things like my basic utility bills or homeowners association? No, you know, I don't. I've already paid those, but I certainly want to keep sales or business leases. I would certainly want to keep anything that has to do with my business. Should I be audited? And, you
0: know, I think that that's a, a good way to start the year. I love that. Great. Mm -hmm. That's that's very good, and that's exactly what I talk a lot about. I always tell everybody to have eight months, fix eight months, rainy day, emergency money, right? Case of emergency. Make sure you have your legal documents in place, like your living trust, your guardianship, powers of attorney for financial and health. Even if you don't have money, you still need a financial and health, right? You want your loved one to be able to make medical decisions and guardianships, that's another thing people don't forget about. They have kids, and if mom and dad don't come back from dinner, who's going to take care of the kids? Right, right. right. Those. so important. Good point, Susan. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So. Very, very good
1: point. And, the, and then the last thing that, that I was thinking about, Chris, was tax season is around the corner, April fits April 5th.
0: April. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sipping
1: my house. Like, <laughs> people are <They're> like getting <laughs> sick now. Yeah, <laughs> right. they're getting sick. They're getting their ten ninety-nines, their ten ninety eights, their mortgage right. interest and all right. that all that paperwork. Right. And so it's like putting it all together and then looking at her and going, Oh my gosh, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna owe tax? Am I gonna get a refund? And so if a person is going to be concerned about owing taxes, I mean they still have up until April fifteenth to contribute to a traditional IRA so, yeah. or a Roth. And then they have up until extension, mm-hmm. which is April 15th, to contribute to a, self, a self-employed pension. Mm-hmm. And the IRA and the Roth is uh, 5000 mm-hmm. if you're over 56000 mm-hmm. And then of course, the SEP is 25% of profit with a cap of, I believe, mm-hmm. 50, $51,000. So there's still some opportunity for that. And then there's the health savings account
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that people can contribute to, which is is good. So we still have that on the table. It hasn't been taken away. <laughs> Once mm-hmm. The health right. savings yeah. account. And the other thing is, it's just looking at what are the some of the expenses people might have missed. Right.
0: Uh-huh. That
1: they could, you know, just having a conversation, I hope. Hopefully listening to this show, people will go, Oh yeah, you know, I have, I'm like that woman who had only $200 of expenses. I actually had a lot more. And then their non-cash donation, non-cash donation, $500 without a receipt up to $5,000 with the receipt and no appraisal. If it's over $5,000, it would need appraisal. So. When you go to the Goodwill or the Salvation Army and you're giving away, you know, equipment and furniture and clothes, it's up to $5,000 with no appraisal. But do have to have a receipt. And uh, I'm going to show you a lot of the other deductions that we talked about for savings is before December 31st. But those are the main ones for 2014 that we have left this year. Uh so just wanted to give a couple of those uh tips of of what they could do for two thousand
0: and fourteen. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of different deductions that people need to be aware of the audible gas, all the rentals, everything you just said. Are there any other tax saving things that I know you covered a lot, but that you that you might have that we might have missed. Well, the premiums on your medical expenses may be
1: deductible up to a certain percentage of your income. I believe it's up to 10%. If the medical is used for physician services and for prescription drugs, dental care, but you know, nothing that's very, I guess it it would have to be something that is very specifically a physician service. And I also believe that disability insurance could be deductible as well up to a certain percentage of your income.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard about, uh, physician services. You could actually deduct mm-hmm. chiropractic and mm-hmm. them. Wow. Okay. That's a new one. Or maybe it's old. I just didn't know about it. <laughs> See, there's so much. How, what if the IRS code book is 5,796 <laughs> pages or something? Well, I, that's what I thought it was. But before I went to Washington, D.C. to speak to the U.S. government, I Googled it. It's something like fifteen thousand seven hundred and something pages. Outrageous! <laughs> About the IRS codebook and it's eight hundred and ninety laws, chapter headings, right? Not the sub chapters. It's it, a lot to learn. It knowing there. No, oh. I really think people are missing all these different tax advantages that are out there. Yeah, and just yeah. listening to you guys talk, i I'm, I'm learning a lot.
1: Yeah, a lot of opportunity. I was talking with somebody. Friday, and they gave forty thousand dollars to a nonprofit organization. And I was explaining that they could have put the forty thousand in a charitable trust, gave the income, and for a period of eleven years, and then got the forty thousand back. Have gotten the same forty thousand dollars tax deduction but they would have gotten the asset back after 11 years and just gave away the income and they said oh my gosh i've never heard of that and so there is a lot to know and so it's great to work with a team of people who coordinate and work together because you've got to have the estate like you were talking about, you talk and focus about you need to have your estate in order. It's so critical and so important. And you need to have, you know, a good tax advisor. And then you need to have a good financial person, a financial strategist or person who understands and coordinates and puts it all together. And you also have other people, you know, you have your coach, your business coach, and you have your insurance course and you have other people that are involved in, in helping you because you can't know it all Chris you can't you've said multiple times in this short period of time wow there's so much to know wow there's so much to know how do you know it how do you learn it, it you can't you can't know it
0: all yeah right and you have to have a team and it's yeah really really important and especially right we're already moving right along into February but the having your goals and, you know, setting goals. Maybe you guys could, you know, share with us, you know, how do you wrap around all of this? There's just so much incoming and how do you prioritize and what do you do next? Oh, very, very, very,
1: very good question. You know, one of the first questions that we ask when we help people answer that question is find out what is their, what did they want? What is their quality of life that they aspire to because it all comes down to quality of life. What is that? What does that look like? And then once you know, and you're clear about your quality of life, you know, you had talked about how you sing and, and gospel songs and and how it makes you feel good and things like that. And so it's like, okay, so how often do you want to sing? And do you enjoy traveling? And how often do you want to travel? And then putting the financial puzzle pieces together around your quality of life and, and working the numbers backwards. So it's like, well, if I want to be financially independent and I need five, you know, $5,000 a month, that's $60,000 a year to be conservative, I would need $1.2 million. Right. 5% of a million, too, is $60,000. Right. So it's like, OK, well, then what do I need to do to accumulate that? But if if people have a pension plan and they're receiving social security or they're going to get social security, maybe they only need to save, you know, five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand because they have other avenues of income or they've got rental income or or other other things going on. Then it's like, oh, OK, and I've got a 20 year timeline then this is how much I need to put aside. And if we're really smart, the IRS is going to help save part of that money. That's the part I love. Oh,
0: yeah? (laughs) They're saving it, right?
1: (laughs) The IRS is going to help save save part of that money. And so then it's, but I think I believe, and Susan and I work really well in understanding that it starts with quality of life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so did that answer your question or not completely?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So sure that this sure does. So that's giving everybody a, like a, a master plan and, and, you know, oh, Chris, yeah. And
1: Chris, one of the things I just want to add to that is it's really mm-hmm. interesting. A lot of people really don't know what they want. And it's funny that, you know, unless you define it, And unless you really map out what you really want your life to look like, you will not be able to develop that master plan. So we really encourage people to take a look at everything around them. And as Lorraine said, you know, decide how do you want to live your life? What quality do you want? But sometimes it takes some soul searching. Most of the the time. Most of the time it it really does. You know, what can I live with, without, you know, and how do I want to live? So I think it's important to note that the process of understanding where you want your life to go is really, really important in the whole spectrum of financial
0: planning. Absolutely. Wow. You guys have really shared some amazing, amazing things. And I've really learned a lot too. We've got just a couple minutes left. If there's any little cherry on the top you'd like to share with everybody before we're done. A cherry on the top. Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you've given a, given a lot already and talked about, you know, the affordable care and Roth IRA and saving money and taxes. And oh my, I did not realize that I'm only going to make 50% of my money in California. That is just a thing. Yeah. yeah. To work well, I I, would, I I would, guess my
1: my last parting thought would be that I think that people really do have to look at what's happening in the world, be aware of everything that's happening to the rights of insurance, to the cost of uh, medical in the future, to the future of social security, you know, and Medicare and really pay attention to all of these different issues when they're putting together their plan. And I don't know if that's a cherry on the top, but I, I really encourage people to Partake in education workshop, and you know to to just investigate what's happening out there. That's
0: great. Well, you that know is. you you both are cherries on the top to me. And <laughs> the information you provide is amazing. And you know I've been planning for two decades, but I do not plan or know what you're talking about. That's why I have invite you to be on the show and and share this with everybody. So. It really is important because you can make a lot of money, but if you don't know what you're talking about, you can lose half of it. So, or, more.
1: yeah, that's the and, and the, and the one thing that I would add is, is that no matter one of the things I've learned in the last 24 years is, is that regardless if you're making, you know, minimum wage to a million dollars of income per year, it doesn't really matter what you're making is pay yourself first, figure out a way, some way. I remember when I started in the industry, I was told I need to put away money for my retirement. And I was 29 years old and I said, I can't, I can't. I have two kids, I'm going through divorce, there's no way. And I was told I had to figure it out. And I did because it was my industry that I was starting in. And so no matter what, no matter where the circumstances are, Everyone has the opportunity to pay themselves first, and when they pay themselves first, they wake up one day and they went, wow, thank God I put some money aside because I don't know what I would have done if I had not
0: put any money aside. Right. It is so important, and, and that's what I've seen over the two decades is people come in at 70 and 80, and then they reach into their account and it's half gone because they weren't paying attention. Yeah. They, and that's what... And everybody's overwhelmed, too busy, but you've got yeah. to pay attention to what you have, where it is, and what I really, it, you guys, it really shocks me when I say, well, where's your IRA? And they'll go, at the bank, and I go, where at the bank, or where at Merrill Lynch? They don't even know that it's invested. And that's a good, <laughs> the population, you know, that it's an investment. It could be an IRA CD, an IRA nudie, an IRA stock. They don't even know, they just, they just think it's an IRA. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's and it's not poo pooing people. It's just that they haven't been educated, and that's yeah. why w- that's why we're doing this. We want to get this out so people can p- learn about all these strategies and then be able to make the right decision and end up with a fabulous future. Yeah. So, again, I want to thank you both. It's just been really fun talking to you, and we'll we'll have you again. We'll have you back again. Do another one, but yeah. again, <laughs> Anybody want thank you? Okay. And reach out to them at conawayandconaway.com. Listen to the radio show, Smart Money, right? And Smart Money Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Okay. And again, this is Chris Miller, your host of Ready, Set, Retire. And you can reach out to me at Chris at Ready for Pretirement. I also have a blog, Chris Miller Money Maestro. Have a whole lot of free articles on a lot of what we're talking about. And so learn, 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 so you can make the right decisions. Thanks again, and you all have a blessed day. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismiller.com and schedule your free Financial Fitness Strategy Session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.